Hello, this is Captain Stephanie of the Salvation Army, and I am welcoming you to another message of hope and encouragement here with Above the Waves. Now, I know it sounds a little different. You've been hearing my husband uh, for quite a while now, but now it is my turn, and I'm super excited to share with you uh, what we're going to be talking about today. We have a Youth Sunday coming up, and we're really excited to share some things with the kids and make it very interactive with them. So it's not going to be as long as typical, but still, nonetheless, it's still going to give you some hope and encouragement for the week. And even though it's geared more towards the children, I think that you'll still find something, some way for it to bless your heart today, Um, because there's always something for us to learn. The Lord did say, be like the little children, did he not? So here we go. We're going to get started. Our scripture um, today is going to be taken from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And this is what it says out of the New International Version. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Uh, I wonder what who your best friend is. I want you to think about who your best friend is. Um, in your eyes, what makes them your best friend? Do they have a certain trait or quality, something that really deems them your best friend? Maybe they're loyal or caring, possibly kind or fun. Maybe they're just available. They're Uh, dependable there. Um, Maybe they're trustworthy. There's so many different things that can um, mean a friend. So think about what that means for you and who your best friend is. So I want you to think about your friend, your best friend this day. Um, Our scripture today is a great reminder for us that God is good. He is faithful. He's good to us and we can depend on him. The verses we have read along with a few scriptures before talk about the oppression and difficulty that was experienced by the Israelites. They would cry out to God and he time and time again would listen to their cry and deliver them. For a few examples, I have remember when they were needed to be um, released out of captivity and slavery. So the Lord had sent the plagues um, on Egypt and time and time again was trying to get Pharaoh to let his people go and make a long story short, they had all these plagues and finally they were set free. Um, Another reason, remember when the Israelites were trying to escape and they come across this big body of water and um, the Egyptians are coming right behind them and they're thinking, oh my goodness, we should have just stayed and all this stuff. Well, what happens? God allowed Moses to part the waters. I can only imagine what it'd be like to run, walk, however they got across that dry land and to see like fish, like body. Oh, that's just, it's a lot of water. That's crazy. Um, But super, super cool. Um, I can only imagine what that must have looked like. Anyway, moving on, um, they got released from slavery. They went through on dry land through the water and then they became hungry when they were in the desert and they cried out and what happened? The Lord gave them food, literal food raining from heaven. That is also pretty cool. Um, And then of course they were thirsty and God let Moses strike the rock and water freely flowed from this rock. Those are just a few instances of this particular of the Israelites. Time and time again, the Israelites called out to God to deliver them and he did. 
God is so faithful. He is good. Sometimes it's just about us waiting on His timing. And maybe sometimes what I've learned through that is it's not about waiting for God to do something miraculous or um, because He, maybe He, in my mind, maybe I think He can't do it or, oh, it has to be this perfect time. Well, sometimes there's something that happens in the waiting. It's happening to me. It allows me to have that time. Okay. Do I trust in him? Do I rely on him? Is God dependable? Is he faithful? And I can tell you this, he has been faithful every single time. Um, I wonder if you remember, we've, we talked about this. It's, it's been a little bit, but we were going through this series about, uh, Job. Um, Job was of course a righteous man. He loved God. He followed him. And we remember in learning about Job, we learned that God had allowed Job to be tested so that he could prove to Satan that no matter what happened, that there would be someone who would be faithful to God. Because if you remember, Satan had been going back and forth through the earth, trying to find someone to destroy or devour. And God had actually said, have you considered my servant Job? And so God had actually told Satan that you can do whatever you want to. However, you cannot kill him. And Satan, and the reason why that had happened is because Satan had actually said, well, he's wealthy. He's got this. He's got this. Of course he believes in you. Of course he trusts in you. So God had said, all right, well, do whatever, do your worst, but you cannot lay a hand on him. So we learned that he was healthy. He was wealthy. He had a wife. He had kids, lots of livestock. Everything was great. Life was good. And he lost everything. He even became covered with boils and sores and, oh gosh, the turmoil that he had. And, you know, I think about life in general and sometimes we don't happen to lose sometimes. Now this is, um, in most cases, you don't lose absolutely everything in, in one moment, like your family and your health and your wealth and your kids and livestock and all of that kind of thing. Um, but Job had lost everything except for his wife. We know that his wife was still there. Um, but everything had most everything except for his wife was completely gone. And we remember that he had three friends who came to visit him for several days and sat with him, mourned with him, was um, very sad with him. And when they finally had the opportunity to speak with Job, they tell Job several yet uh, possibly well-meaning reasons why he is suffering. And that is because Job must have done something. There had to have been something that Job did that he had done wrong. And that was the reason for his suffering. Even though Job knew in his heart that he had not done anything wrong. Yet his friends just knew that somewhere in his life, he had royally messed up. So eventually God had rebuked the friends and blessed Job even more because of his faithfulness. And we see that even, even when, um, cause even in, in the word we read that, you know, Job was sad and he was upset and he mourned and, um, he questioned things. But even in all of that, Job never sinned, not one time. 
And I, I'm not sure if in our lives, you know, sometimes we, we have it easy. And sometimes when things go wrong, it's, it's easy to just say to, to point blame and um, so on and so forth, you know, how, how life goes in general, but we can, we can learn a lot from these friends. I think it's important that we get to know who our friends are, that we should know um, who they are as people and you know, just like Job had told told his friends, I have not done anything wrong. But still yet, they said, of course, you had to have done something wrong. We should get to know our friends. We should also listen to our friends. Sometimes our friends are going to suffer just as we suffer. And it's nice to have someone to lean on and talk things through. Um, so not only should we get to know our friends and also listen to them, but we should be a good friend. We should um, also be careful who we have as friends. You know, sometimes the people that we have in our life aren't going to help us in our walk with Jesus. Um, doesn't mean that they don't have good intentions. It doesn't mean that they aren't people um, who do good, do great things. I even had a friend once in my life that says, I don't have to um, know Jesus to do good things. And well, that was a whole other conversation we had to have and saying, well, if you want to um, experience what heaven is, then yes, absolutely. We should have a relationship with him. Um, so I want I want you to, to think back with um, with me from the very beginning when I asked you if you had a best friend and why. God wants that same relationship with you. He wants to hear about your good days, your bad days, and yes, even your self-sabotaging days. And sometimes our friends, even our best friends, will let us down. Even those who walk in the faith are going to let us down. And yet the Lord is, is telling us, especially when we look back at our scripture in Isaiah, the Lord is doing something new. But are we looking for it? Are we distracted? Do we have things in in the way of us seeing what the Lord is doing? The things of the past, the miracles and such that were done for the Israelites and for Job is as astounding as what could happen in our very lives today if we begin and start again with our relationship with Him. The Lord deeply loves you. He cares for you. He cares about everything that you deal with in your life. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows when you sit, when you stand. There's nothing that's a surprise to Him. And we know that we can come to Him for absolutely anything that we need because we have that friend in Jesus. And I I don't know if you are familiar with that hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, um, written by Joseph Scriven, I believe is how you say his last name. Um, But these lyrics are so beautiful, and I want to share them with you as we close today. Um, And I'm going to read all three verses because these are, it's just a great reminder for us today. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, maybe things are great. Maybe you just needed to hear that, hey, you're doing good and you're still seeking the Lord and you're looking to see what new things he's doing and you're um, seeing him making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Or maybe you're thinking, well, I do, I've known Christ for a while and maybe I, I just need to start again. I need that that flame to be brighter and I need to seek the Lord. Um, or maybe you have absolutely no idea and you came across this podcast because it just somehow 
um, showed up wherever you're searching and you needed to hear this today. There's so many different reasons, but the biggest being it's not too late. It's not too late to start again or to find that friend in Jesus. And verse one of that hymn says, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit and oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. And in His arms, He'll take and shield you. You will find solace there. Sometimes life can be overwhelming. Maybe we find out news. Maybe something happens at work in our personal lives. Something just feels off. Life can become so overwhelming. But one thing that I have learned in my walk with Jesus over the years is that there is nothing too great for him to handle. There's nothing that he doesn't want to hear. He wants to take it all. And sometimes when I can feel that uneasiness in my heart and that um, needless pain, so to speak, as what verse 1 has says, um, when I feel that uneasiness or that needless pain, it's often because I haven't taken the cares to the Lord, or I haven't laid those burdens on Him, or asked for forgiveness for a certain thing in life, we have a moment right now, this day, to start again. And I hope that today, as you hear these words, as you hear about Job and his friends, or even the Israelites when they called out to the Lord, I want you to think about your friends. Maybe you have great friends, or maybe there could be a friend or two that's not helping you with your walk uh, with the Lord. Maybe they are discouraging. Maybe there's a conversation that needs to take place. Whatever it is that you've heard that the Lord has spoken to your heart today, I hope that you will take it and use that in your relationship with the Lord. Start again. Let Him know that, Lord, here I am, consecrated to you, opening my heart and my arms and saying, here I am. Let's start again. It's not too late, friends. Be be encouraged today. Have hope and know there is still time to turn around and start again. God bless you this day. And we look forward to having you back next week for more hope and encouragement as you listen to Above the Waves. Have a great week.